coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Now, now that Glover is like your daughter's uncle, maybe the, <laughs> maybe the boy should, boyfriend should realize if he steps out of line with your daughter, he's going to get a visit from Glover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uncle Glover is going to come over. It was pretty fun. Fun atmosphere in my house watching your fight. What, let me just ask you, an off, this is an off topic and you know it might not be a, uh, appropriate, but what if, you came, <laughs> right. what if you came back to the corner and I just said, fuck it, you're losing this fight, just keep your hands down and just walk forward and just let's end this thing so we can go home. Then, then you wouldn't be there, you know? What, that way you wouldn't take... What if, yeah. Anyway, okay. So bad advice. Have you ever heard me say, "Keep your chin up, keep your chin up"? What if I? No. No. <laughs> what if they said that? That's crazy. Anyway, okay, let's scrap, scratch that. All right. So I think I'm sm smelling too much bleach because we're doing a we're doing a, a cleaning at the gym because we're opening tomorrow. So all the whole fight team is here doing like a cleanup and. Uh, there's a lot of bleach being inhaled right now. Okay, so the first round, you came back. You said, okay, I got to adjust some things, but I'm going to do that. And I'm going to keep. So you kept a positive attitude. You Did you have a positive attitude? It looked like you did. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know I love to be in there, man. I love to fight. I love to be there. I love to, uh, you know, just figure out and fight and see what you do. This all overcomes situation, you know. Uh, challenge myself against uh, any fighter. You just put myself in a situation to uh, it's a challenge, you know. And how to how, how can I beat this guy? And uh, did I train enough? Did I'm better, uh, you know, better condition? I gotta have something better than him, you know. And um, that's how you overcome things. And I knew uh, scoring the first round or, or whatever, you know. It's, of course. I, I, I think if I have any doubts or thinking negative in the corner, uh, the fight wouldn't go the way it went, you know, because yeah, you, you can't have that in a higher level at UFC, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, okay, so now the second round, you come back after the second round. Was there a mind shift? Were you? Did you have a different mentality coming back after the second round than you did coming back after the first round? Well, definitely, like, I uh, found the distance, you know, I found what I want, and now this guy is staying in front of me more. I, I'll be able to to capitalize on, on the punches, you know, uh, the distance, um, and I feel like that was, that was the time that I found it, but, of course, I have to be, when you go back to the third round like that, in every round, you're always thinking, like, you always beware, all right? Because uh, it's not just like, oh, this fight is over, this fight is done. It's going to go over there and, and it's finished, you know? And that's when you made a mistake in the levels like that. You just got to be, it's just focus. Focus on the fight. Focus on what you have to do. Yes, there was a good round. Let's focus on the third round and uh, 
go back in the third round and do the same thing. Stay with the strategy, stay alert, and and do what we do. That's why how we train over here, Finale. You know, uh, of course, I train so much with you, and I get your style going. Come over here, train with Finale, and and have him in the corner. And you know how he is with the boxing style. He comes between rounds when we when we sparring and coach me separate, like what do you want me to do in, in a separate rounds, you know? It's kind yeah. of cool to visualize that every, every fight, you know? Yeah. Every round. Yeah, and one thing, one thing that was, uh, like I, I, you know, to be honest, like in the beginning, I, I kind of, you know, I, I'm your voice in the corner. It's always me. And then, and then you know, uh, Fernelli came and, um, we've been working together pretty good, but when he like in the corner, like going into the third round, I was like, I wanted to say a couple of different things. So when, when you started, when you stood up, I told you a couple of things. Um, but when that third round, I mean, in between the third and the fourth, I was like watching Frenelli and I was like, shit, this guy's good, man. I mean, I was saying, I finally thought, you know, cause I, you know, I worry about you and, and I'm always, I always want to be, the main voice, but it's hard when two voices you don't hear of either. When there's three voices, you don't hear either. You don't hear any of them. When there's one voice, yeah. that's the only time you can hear it. So Fernelli, I used to, you know, I got to get my stuff in after Fernelli or before him and him after me. But he's, he's like, he's good, man. In the corner, I was like, holy shit, he's, this guy is a good. And your head movement is a combination of like, Mike Tyson, like we used to do, which isn't really his style, but his is more like a, you know, like a really top level amateur boxer. And it's a lot of head movement. And you have, you have a combination of like both. Now you have the Tyson coming in bombing, but you also had that riding with the punches like Roberto Duran or, or a top level Olympic style boxer. And you're putting those two head movements together. Now that's fucking going to be hard to beat with your punching power, which you get from, you know, old school. And that's what you've always had. And now you're working that jab. That jab was pretty damn effective after the third round as well. What do you think? Yeah. You know, we just like, uh, uh, keep learning man. keep, uh, uh, uh listen, like, you know what I mean? Um, um, the fight, um, finale is over there. Like you great. You got, you guys are both understand so much. And I listen to both of you in the corners and I'm, I keep my, my, you know, my head open. I look, I look at you. It's like sometimes over there, but uh, you know, he been training so much with me. He knows every, every, every single, like rounds between corner. You know what I mean? He been follow the train. You saw, you saw the way he comes and follow the train and stay. He stay in the ring. He yeah. stay when we spar. Finally, stay there like a, like a referee. You know. And like I say, sometimes he stopped me in the middle of the sparring and and, uh, and and say like, oh, that's what I don't want. You know, that hand down or this and that. And it's kind of like a, it get me mad sometimes because, uh, you know, just stop the sparring, stop the heat. But you, you used to do that, remember? Yeah. When the, the guys get the I – do the, I do the same thing, you know. I change guys and, and that's the way to do it, I guess, so you don't get injuries. And – it's a, you know, having a good coach is all about that, you know, knowing 
because my experience of, as a coach right now and learning so much from you and learning from Pedro Rizzo and learning from so many different uh, great Peter Arts, you know, Steve Marco, Liborio. And it's just like learning from all these people and, uh, and you have knowledge on your own and you know who is bullshit who is not really, you know? Yeah. And there's, and there is some bullshit out there, but so second round, third round, I mean, it was just uh, it was just a complete shutout. It was a two point round. So it was the fourth. Um, I'm not even going to ask you some of the other stuff about the stoppage and stuff. That's I'm sure that's going to be hammered into you for, you know, it's just that that's an old topic and it, it's not worth. So let's talk. Let's talk more about your conditioning, because your conditioning. I mean, besides your unbelievable punching power, unbelievable grappling, unbelievable jujitsu. You know, unbelievable um, heart, which you've always shown. Um, two of the biggest things you have is your is your conditioning and your punching power. But now you've added that element of that fucking unweird head movement, which is was just un. It's just like it's unorthodox because most guys, especially in MMA boxing, they move their head a lot more. And you you're you had some boxing training trainers along the way. But you have that head movement now where it allows you to come into a distance, even if someone's a little taller than you, and, and throw your bombs. Are you capitalizing on that in training? Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's hard to keep active, keep head movement for like uh, more than three rounds, man. You know, like, you know, most of the fighters, like even Mike Tyson in the beginning of career, he's moving the head a lot. Later on, he used to move head like in the first couple of rounds, but then he stopped after he get tired a little bit, you know. Yeah. And that's uh, and that's something that uh, have the coach always yelling, you, you believe it or not, you don't stand like uh, how much it helps, you know. Like you all the time keep saying like hands, uh, hands up, chin down, you know move your head, and those things, actually, it gets to your head, like, you know, like, you do the finale, never, like, if I stop moving my head for a second, shut a box, and maybe I, I come down, first round's warming up, it's like, he over there throw a punch, and he's like, move your head, move your head, after punch, move your head, so it's kind of like, annoying in a way, but it just sinks in, you know, you get used to it. Yeah, and it works, and people... People out there, when you think about it, just have your have your trainer or your buddy hold a pad and then move it around a lot and then try to hit it and then just keep it in stationary and try to hit it. The difference is so much. If you're hitting a target on a, on a gun, imagine if that target's moving, just sporadically moving because there's no set movement. It's not like one, two, one, two. You're just moving it all over. So they're trying to hit a moving target. Hit a moving target is so much harder than hitting a stationary one. And people that keep their head in one place, it drives me nuts. It's like, move your head. And you're, you're, stuck. you're like, you've got that now. So you've got that head movement now, and it showed in this fight. Because it looked like you got tagged a lot more in, in, in real time than when they went back and showed in slow motion. Because then it was like, you rode like Roberto Duran or you know Muhammad Ali with a lot of those punches and you ducked under a lot of punches like Tyson. So your head movement 
is your own uh, hybrid brand, and it worked like a fucking charm, man. I'm telling you, shit. Look at your face. Look at your face after the fight. I mean, you got one little black eye after fighting a guy like Anthony Smith for five, almost five full rounds. So that speaks volumes, you know. This is yeah. very impressive. Hey, did you know Glover? Did you know Anthony Smith very well before this fight? I know him, you know, like uh, we, uh, we all the time see each other in events or whatever. He's always been a cool guy, been a nice guy. So we just talk, you know. Uh, about, well, it you seemed know, like I, you guys you guys had a moment there in round four or five when you were kind of, you know, they showed it on the, you know, at home. They showed it that you guys talking to each other and you could actually hear it because there's no crowd. You could hear you guys talking to each other. You could hear you talking to the quarter. You can hear everything as a fan, you know, as a spectator at home. But you had that moment where you're like, you know, I'm sorry, it's part of the job. Uh, you know, it just it felt, you know, it was kind of a moment that you don't really get in sports. It was a moment. Of, it was a martial artist moment. Like, hey, this is part of the job. You know, I wish the referee would stop it. It seemed like almost so I don't have to keep hitting you. Um, can you tell us about that? At least that part of it between you two? Yeah, I mean, you know, at the, that time I didn't understand what he's calling the ref for, and uh, I, I kind of like I throw me off a little bit. He was holding my hand, and um, when he gave it to the ref, you know, he's like, my tooth, you know, my tooth fell off. Hold it for me. And it's like, uh, today, automatic say, hey, it sucks, you know, man. The guy already lose, lost a tooth. It's uh, it sucks situation like that. So in my mind, it's coming. Hey, sorry, Anthony, but this is part of the job, man. That's all we signed up for pretty much, you know. And uh, he, he he just went with it. It's like, hey, man, it is what it is. And uh, we keep going. But, yes, at that moment, I, I mean, I wanted to go in there and finish the fight. I wanted to do the submission or knockout, you know. But definitely, I don't want anything bad to happen. It's almost like a... It's almost unexplained, you know, like you don't want anything bad to happen, but you go over there and try to knock the guy out. But really, like when I heard that he have a broken nose, a, bro a broken arbor, uh, and a, a two broken tooth, it's like, it's painful, you know, it sucks. I just... I it sucks. My, uh, it just from the medical point of view, you know, the doctor in me was hoping the ref would stop it. You know, he was kind of, I guess, trying to stay active so the ref didn't stop it, but... Yeah, you just wish he would, so he was didn't take more unnecessary punishment. At least from you know, from my point of view. So it was just a moment that we got to see in fighting that we don't normally get to see. So was fighting with no crowd? Is it was it a big difference for you? Yes, I can hear more. You know, it's something that I miss for sure. You know, like us, uh, get you know, they walk, they walk in. You know. Uh, walk out, go for the fight, the crowd wasn't there, so it's kind of like a mistake, but the fight is a fight, you know, it's a better in a way that you can concentrate more and listen to your coaches more, there's no doubt about that, you know, you can focus more on the fight, but uh, it is weird with a, without the crowd, man. Did you hear like DC and the commentators? Because uh, I've heard some of the other fighters could hear the commentators what they were saying during the fight and actually used it to their advantage. Could you hear them? Could, I know DC was there, and I'm no, sure I, I can hear them them talk and not hear not not you know I could hear the like the voice and stuff, but not not what they're saying. You know, that was, that was unbelievable. So, 
anyway, um, about the uh, the training up to this fight, um, you had um, you have a you have kind of a unique situation. Um, I talk about this a lot. It's a it's a metaphor of life, but uh, I mean you have this uh, the situation at the gym where you're. I mean, you're the trainer, you're the school owner, you're the head head sensei for the belt program, and then you're the homeowner. You're, I mean, you're like everything, and you're trying to juggle everything. But so this coronavirus, which is hurting most of us, our business, and it probably is hurting your business, you know, that way, but it made this training camp easier because you didn't have to worry about running the school as much while you're fighting. But another, another thing that's really interesting is uh, instead of like 20 guys to roll, you know, that you, you, you switch off with, you have this, this unbelievably talented uh, boxer, heavyweight boxer, um, him and his brother. So there's two of them. <laughs> and, then, and then you have unbelievable grappler in Kayo. And then, and then a really good, you know, he's, he's not really, he's, he's kind of a coach. He's, he's more of a coach. You're his instructor, but, you know, he watches you from the outside so he can see things, so he helps you. The John, what's John's last name? Nandor? Yeah. Nandor. Really good. I mean, the guy's, you know, really good. So you just have, like, one main grappling guy, I mean, main guy in, in Kyle. Then you have these unbelievable striking guys, but but – they let you, and it, this is, says a lot about them too. They let you kick them and take them down too. So, like, and that's out of their, that's not in their, what do you call it? What's a shed or something? Rifle shed or like in their wheelhouse, wheelhouse, right? Whatever that means. That's not in their wheelhouse, but they love you. Everybody loves Glover. If you don't love Glover, you're just a douchebag, but everybody loves Glover. So these guys love you and they support you so much like you do to them. So they, they box with you, which is all they want to do. But then all of a sudden they're getting kicked and taken down. And that helps you so much. It's, it's unbelievable. The camp you have, I went there and I watched and I was like, does he need more guys? I said, and I told you then, I was like, this is the perfect training camp for almost every fighter you're going to face. You might, you might have one or two more come in once in a while. For another fight but this was absolutely perfect and it felt so good i mean does it feel the same way for you i mean it felt like it was like this with you just like in the beginning of chuck's career when we had you and lighty and 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 uh uh charles well uh, scanlon and then you know me and they felt like this that's how your training camp feels to me right now and i love it i feel so confident with you training there how do you feel about your training camp and your setup there? Oh, it's, it's amazing, you know, like uh, the, the, the group of people, the team is like, uh, the vibe is, is, is very important. Like you say, the kids, those kids are boxers, but I know them like, uh, they, you got to say they, they're 23 years old, uh, 21. I know them for like 19 of them, you know, size, size funny little, he was two. And, um, and they, you know, take him down, and uh, they, they, I gotta learn some sprawl, man. And they go in, and they, they learn for a little bit, but, but they think it's boxing, you know. And, but like, uh, 
it's just like a divide, man. The most important thing is is just the the way you bring to the fight team, you know, like when you go in and you got a good vibe going, it's not like anybody trying to hurt each other. You just train and try to get better every time. No ego, no, you know, Kyle tap me, I tap him. And Nando, he's like uh, one of my training partners too. He's like strong as hell. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He, we row a lot, you know. And uh, yeah, you know, no, no, those things, no ego, just training, have a, that good, that good thing going. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. Your, your camp up there, and I can't wait till the next one because I'm gonna come up for the next one just like that. Um, it was, it, yeah, it had such a good family, you know, feel like you weren't like one of those gyms where there's like 80, 100 fighters and they're all, you know, like fighting each other and there's all these politics and. Your gym is like the perfect, like Ali and Deer Lake, or or Tyson and uh, the what do you call the what was his gym? What do you call that? Catskill. Catskill. The Catskills. You're in a training camp there, and it's it has a training camp feel. It's it was it was unbelievable. So yeah. all right, I want to talk about. Do you have anything? Uh, I'm like stealing the show from the doc, and when, you, when we were mm -hmm. off this, I'm going to tell you right now. When we're off this right now, he's going to call me. Go. You didn't even let me get a word in edgewise. Ed, edge <laughs> no, no, no. I asked, I asked Glover what I wanted to ask him, which was about kind of that moment, that martial arts moment they had and the, having no crowd there. You know, I got to tell you from being a sports fan, you know, you guys, both of you are part of bringing back sports to the world. Like, this is it. You mean, just, you're looking back on this in history. This is what brought sports back. To the yeah. world is UFC fighting this week has been amazing and Glover you were on like one of the best fights of the whole thing so oh my God, on the main man. card so what an amazing experience and with both of you thank you from sports fans for doing you I know what you wife. guys did <laughs> what you guys did you know this week to travel and to leave your families and to be part of the sports world to bring sports back is so cool I know yeah. I know so popular too that the UFC is getting back and and bringing sports back to TV and on ESPN is has been amazing kind of at the forefront which is just super cool that you guys are part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And uh that fight was probably the best fight. Um not just cuz it was brutal. I mean, you can have a brutal fight. There was bloodier fights on that card and and uh my I think to me as a fan and as as you know, a, a coach and in the corner. So I was watching it a little bit differently. Like I didn't like start thinking they should have stopped it until after I saw it. Um, and even then I'm not judging at all. And, uh, but I do, uh, I saw it differently then because all I'm doing is watching Glover and making sure he's all right. I'm not really caring about the other guy. You know, I do overall. And after the fight and watching it, I did, but during the fight, I just want Glover to not get hurt. And that's why I'm not the best trainer in the world. Because I, I, I look at the fight. Number one, I want Glover to not get hurt. Then number two, I want him to win. And it should be reversed as a coach. And that's probably why I'm a good coach, but not a great coach. Because I want him not to get hurt even more than I want him to uh, win, which is completely in, in, counterintuitive. But so I was watching it like that. But then watching it after or even thinking about it after I just realized that whole fight was Glover's life. You know what I mean? I mean, 
Glover came to this country like the first round and he started getting punched in the face because he didn't have a good job. He's working as a, you know, like a, a landscaper and probably times were pretty hard, hard for him then. But he had this fucking, you know, focus where he was going to make it. And then comes the second round and he starts doing a little better. Next thing you know, he's doing better in, in Connecticut. and He's here, he's dug in. And then comes the third round. Now he's starting to fight WEC, starting to make a name for himself, taking the, the beatings, but coming back even stronger, sparring with Chuck, learning. And then comes the fourth round. He's killing it, right, as, as, as a person, as a gym owner now. He's a, he's a landlord. He's a homeowner. He's a husband. He's a businessman. And then, boom, comes the fifth round, and he knocks it out of the ballpark. So that fight was a microcosm of Glover Teixeira's life. What, what do you no, think? You say Bing. Don't you say Bing next? You say Bing. Bing. Do you agree with that fight? Because I, I know how you love life. And it was crazy because mm-hmm. I hated fighting like, like more than I hated anything. I hated my life. And that's one reason I was such an asshole, and I still am. But I, I took such part a big part of my life. And I hated it because I hated fighting. You know, I hit pretty hard, but I just hated fighting. And Glover seems to love it. Like, we're, we're like, you love what you do, man. You just, everything you, you, you do, you love. You're, you're always on vacation, even when you're training for a fight. Is that, is that how you feel? Or do you just fake everybody? <laughs> no, I, uh, I don't like to fake. I don't. You know me. I don't. I don't. I don't even put like a not a, a social media guy. I don't go in there to to post all the 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 good stuff or whatever. You know, like some people after fight they go in and post like man picture of like uh, some guys like uh, after a month later after the fight they be post a picture after uh, of the fight and I say hey, man it's been a month ago. I'm the kind of guy that. I'm the kind of guy that more like uh, let they let people talk about you, you know. Let people talk about you. You don't have to talk about yourself. I'm not, you know me. I post one thing or two on Instagram about fight. I live life. I enjoy my life every day. Try to just enjoy the moment every day, man. You know, um, and learning. And some moments are bad, like in a fight. Yeah. Some moments you lose, some moments you you win. And all it is 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 learning. It's a good time. It's a good uh, situation that you you get it from there. You know. So so it's fair to say, I mean, you love you love your life right now. Is, is there anything that you're not doing that you wish you were doing, or you something that you wish you had that you don't have? Or do you feel like your life is as good yeah. as it? Great. You know, I'm pretty, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty grateful for for everything that has come to me, you know. Um, I'm pretty grateful for really everything. I'm, I never thought um, I'll get this far. Yeah. And, uh, and I keep working, you know. I keep uh, living the dream. And uh, you know, have my own house here. 
and have my gym. Beautiful house, by the way. And uh, it's just like, uh, this is like something, like I say, it's something that I, um, it's a dream come true. So I'm living my dream. So it's no point. And I always done. Even when I had nothing, it's, it's when you're dreaming, right? Let's say not have nothing, but like in the beginning of the dream, when I come to United States, like you work landscaping and, uh, but I was living the dream because I, uh, that's it. That's the dream. That was to be there and to accomplish that. And I do want to accomplish more in my life, but I'm living the dream right now. Yeah, you certainly are. And, and, and a lot of people live what people think would be a dream, but they're always fucking complaining about stuff. And, and so it just seems like you have uh, like, like even before the fight, the week of the fight, you're, you're just talking about how happy you are and how much you love your life. And, you know, we hung out on the team and you, you didn't seem to stress about anything, even though we did have blood tests and coronavirus this and coronavirus that. And, and even in the dress room before the fight, you know, joking around, you know, getting warmed up, but in a positive way and not stressing out Then we did the prayer. And then you went out there and just followed, followed your dream like the fight was your life and then it ended like your life is like with you on top of everything and 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 a victor in the best way but but when you're winning even even with your win it showed it showed the ferocity of your brutal punches takedowns ground and pound elbows spinning back kick um but it also showed the kindness, the kindness of your heart, and 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 uh, that makes that makes me just as proud uh, of you as as a say you know as as a student or as a friend or as a teacher, you know. Um, it, it just the the kindness you showed in that fight, after the fight especially, um, it, it it caught people's eyes just as much as those fucking brutal uppercuts did. So. I mean, tell me about that. Like your feeling, you were you, uh, you you were truly caring about another another warrior, and and it seemed like you were trying to build him up and 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 be a shoulder for him in that second. Is that what you were feeling? Uh, I don't know. Uh, just so bad, you know, for that moment. But uh, it's. Um... I don't know, man. Just hey, I, I just feel bad because uh, I don't want anybody to be, you know, uh, put in a dentist chair another day. Putting, I just thought it could be a, just a fight, you know, going there, you know, knock him out or, or, or finish him with a choke. But uh, no, because you know, I lost fights before. I win fights, no injuries is much better. So I. I don't wish anybody to injury, so that's why I feel bad. But you know, we sign up for that, you know. Yeah. Well, talking about finishes, you know, they put a stat on the screen during your fight or right after you won that you have the most light heavyweight finishes in history. You passed everybody, including John Jones, for finishes in the light heavyweight division, which was awesome. They put that stat up on the screen uh, right after you won. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I always do the interview and I say, um, 
that I go in there to to finish the fights, you know, to not leave in a judge decision and that uh, say for for itself, you know, right there, the record. That's why um, it proved it that I, I never want to believe it. some fights go to decision, but that's me. I try to finish the fight until the end. Yeah, you do. And, and you certainly did. Uh, you certainly did there. What, what do you, what's the worst? I mean, not just doesn't have to be a, like for you, what was the most painful debilitating during a fight injury you ever got? Uh, I mean, the most injury uh, is gotta be a John Jones when he hurt my shoulder and, uh, but and my hand, you know, because I had a surgery with uh, Gustafsson and I broke my hand. But, um, yeah, in the fight, really, you don't, you don't, you don't feel much pain, you know? Yeah. I never, I never felt like uh, any pain like that way that I have to, to step out of the fight, you know? No, no. Tell me, tell me what you think about this statement. Um, what what the statement of uh no i'm gonna make a the... statement i'm gonna make a okay statement. okay oh. so at the the fight the fight after the fight the compassion that you showed a lot of people mistake that compassion and that kindness for weakness but as martial artists we're most of us are very compassionate and very kind but we're, well, you are. I'm not. But anyway, <laughs> stop. But anyway, so do you do you feel that like that as a martial arts instructor, not as a fighter right now or fighting in the cage, but what you're teaching your Hawaiian Kempo students is that a point that you want to get across to them that be kind, be compassionate in your life, but don't mistake that. Don't let anyone for, mistake that for weakness. What does that mean to you when I say that? Yeah, just like uh, you, you're right. Like some people uh, do in, in the regular life. Yes, some people do um, uh, confuse. You know, their uh, kindness with like um, being stupid. You know, being like, uh, oh, I can just walk over him. You know, or, or just run the show. Because you may be a nice person. This isn't life, you know what I mean? But um, it really is not. It, you know, those people really is not going to have a... Eventually, they, um, they learn a lesson because... And that's, that's the way it should be for, for everybody, right? To, to teaching, um, to be kind, to be nice, but not be um, dummy. Yeah. Let people walk over you and, and keep fighting. And uh, uh, if you have to knock someone out, you you do it too. You know. Yeah. I post it all the time on my. Um, it's a picture that I post on my my Instagram. Every once in a while, I post. It. It's like a, it's like a Buddha on one side. You know, uh, just meditating and calm and relax. And is the Sparta guy, the, the Leonardo is with the. The very mean face, you know, getting ready for war, getting ready to go kill, and uh, it says you can be both, you know. Don't you can be both? You can 
be Buddha, can chill, relax, and be in itself, and also you can be ready for war, a warrior. And you are. I mean, and you have a meditation room and a jacuzzi, don't you, where you meditate and relax? Yeah, you spend right. a lot of time meditating and relaxing, don't you? Yeah. What's your What's your favorite activity that has nothing to do with fighting, nothing to do with martial arts, but mm. your favorite activity outside of, of that? Man, I like to, I love to drive, you know, like um, the long drives. That's one of my favorite things to do. A vacation for me is, it's one of those things I get in a car and in any different uh, place, you know, just go for a drive. That's why I, I'm always, you see, when I go over there, I'm always rent a car and I like to, to drive and to see the, the world and, um, uh, you know, walk outside, do outside stuff, uh, mountain biking, hiking, and, uh, you know, I do the biking. I know you don't like that, but I do the road biking. It's pretty cool. Oh, my God. I'm going to get that call from your wife. John, <laughs> Clover got hit by a car while he was riding a bike. I got to, that's the call I don't want to get. One of my people, like, getting that, I like, John. Yeah, this is this is Ingrid. Yeah, yeah, Glover's riding down the street. Anyway, that's how you feel about. Uh, mm. That's how James feels about uh, trampolines, right? Yeah, there's not many rules in my house, but trampolines is one of them. So that's why you mountain bike, Glover. Mountain bike. At least if you hit a tree, it's your own fault. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to run you over with a car. Mountain bike is great too. You get out in nature. I love mountain bike. Yeah. Yeah, man, you know, we got to do it like uh, what is out there, not, you know, but can't be in fear all the time, you know. It's what tough. do you think next for you? What, 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 what would you that's, like? That's our 10 followers, John. We're up to 10, 10 people. They want to know what's next for, for Glover. Who? <laughs> our followers. Are, are the you people reading? listening. Are people no, 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 I'm not reading anything. But that's, I think that's the big question is what's, what do you do next, Glover? Yeah, what do you want next? What's, what's uh, next? I don't know. Let's uh, let's uh, see what they come next uh, couple weeks, you know, and see what's going on. Uh, take the X-ray. Uh, see if everything's okay. I, I think so. Down? Yeah, come down a lot, and I can. I feel much better. I feel like uh, was maybe the finger. It's much better. Hey, maybe I, uh, I, we got an I orthopedic feel... surgeon. Maybe he get uh, now everything's Zoom. We got to teach by Zoom. Can you make a diagnosis yeah. on Zoom? I can yeah, if he tells me if he tells me where it hurts on there. We'll see it. Yeah. Uh, now I was hurting over here the the knuckle, but uh, it, it's of course fight press and uh, in this area, but like. Uh, and my finger, you know, was it was all like purple yesterday, but I couldn't move my finger. But today, I was, I'm able to move, and only if I touch it here, it hurts. But I yeah, so the, the most common is a boxer's fracture, which you break the metacarpal right at the end. Yeah. But if you still have, if you can still see all your knuckles, and they're not, you know, not out of alignment or anything. Uh, no, they're not. They're not. Yeah, I can see them all. Yeah, and your fingers are closing straight. I, I'd get the x-ray, just make sure you don't have a crack there, but it looks pretty yeah. good. 
what would you what would your just what would you think without i think uh, he's probably got a he has a non-displaced metacarpal neck fracture that's my guess from that that's a close close fist injury but so uh, have you ever been the guy, Glover, to call out your next fight, like to call out a fighter? You know, they always ask you in the in the octagon after a fight, like who's next for you? And it's, you're kind of on the spot. But have you done that in the past? Uh, no, it's uh, no, no. Yes, before. And uh, it's it's like I say right now is the three guys over there, the uh, Dominic Reyes, uh, Thiago Marreta and uh, Jan Blakovic, you know, I think. Um, that's one of the three guys that they're going to put me to fight with, you know, and uh, either one of them is definitely um, a title elimination, you know, you fight one of them and you, you get in the line for the title. It, this makes sense. If it yeah. was me and uh, Blokovic, you know, because he just come out of a nice win and I come out of like a nice win. We, we both have like more wins in the and they trying to do a rematch with the other guys. But if you think about it, the other guys just, just fought for the title, you know? They just fought for the title. Um, it's a controversial and, uh, and um, you know, on the winning card, it is. But we all know, like, to, to take a, a belt from the champion, man, you're going to have to go over there and take him, man. And really, like, beating him for the five rounds. He's not going to take a belt from the champion, moving around, you know, trying to score him in the outside when he pressured the whole time. Right. Yeah. I mean, any of those guys, you, I don't know if they released new rankings since your fight, but I'm sure you're in the top five. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they, uh, what you get next for your fight. Yeah. Okay. Now speaking of fighting, let's finish off with, uh, Okay, the fighting thing, that's, that's you know, that's great. You're great at that. Uh, but you have so many other, you have so many other uh, roles that you're great at. Um, what do you think after this fight thing is over? What, what do you see your, what do you see yourself doing for the majority of the day? Like, what will your day be like? What, what, what is, What's Glover's Teixeira's main <laughs> focus going to be when this whole fight thing is is behind you? Yeah, I uh, I I don't know. I don't think that I had to be honest. You know, like uh, I'm not the power uh, of now. Yeah, I don't. I really don't think that I had never did. You know what I'm gonna do? I just uh, go as it is. Uh, you know, plan is right now is to keep the gym going, to keep coaching. You know. And um, and be in the sport, be with the guys in the corners, go in UFC, still be in the, in the uh, this uh, thing, you know, the UFC, taking guys, making guys. Well, who knows? Uh, we never know a, a path. We just gotta, like I say, enjoy every day. Um, I don't think how it's going to be. You know what I mean? Because so many changes, so many way, like you always think of something, and uh, you can't still reach there. But it's so many ways it can go. Who who would know in 2020 we'd be going fighting and like with no crowd like that, you know, in a pandemic like this? So yeah, 
I think I think uh, Dana White is. Uh, I think he's amazing. You know, I've had my ups and downs with him, but just doing this, just what it took. I mean, yeah. I mean, this could have gone wrong so many ways, and publicly, and it could have fried him. You know, but he took a chance, man. And I, I you know, because he cares about you guys. You know. He didn't do it for himself. He's set for life, and we all know that. Uh, but he did it for you guys and and for the for the fans. That's amazing. I think I think he's amazing, and, and I think he's the way he's just runs things is. I I'm, I'm just a huge Dana White fan. Are you? Obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know the. Um... You know, man, he's he likes to be there. Like he likes to be the guy that's gonna, he, you know, he's a uh, he fights for the sport. You know, he's been always always done it, and uh, he did so much. Yes, I'm a big uh, Dana White's fan. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, is it, no, I don't know, probably like ten minutes. Okay. Hey, so um. The fight team is leaving. They, they clean the gym. Um, okay, so so you don't you don't see. I I mean, what? Okay, this is what I vision. I see you as I see you as getting up every morning, doing your coffee, espresso, sitting out on the deck, uh, meditating a little bit, drinking your espresso, and then driving down to the gym, yelling at the team, training the team. You know, then going out to lunch, hanging out with, you know, your friends and your wife, having lunch somewhere in Danbury, Connecticut, and then going back to the gym about four or five and teaching a few kids and adult Hawaiian Kempo classes, a grappling class, um, grabbing a workout of your own. Maybe you'll ride the stationary bike, the only safe bike or something like that. And then going home and uh, meditating and hanging out with Ingrid. That's how I see you, and that's what I see for you in like maybe five or six years. That's uh, that's a lot of details there, but I. <laughs> hey, it's so almost I, creepy. It's almost I creepy. Never, <laughs> I never think it that way. Uh, I kind of live my life like that right now, you know. I know. Uh, um, yeah, if it be a nice spot in six years, it'd be amazing. If I be somewhere, uh. Doing something else, you know, probably gonna be amazing too. So, you know, you just gotta live the life day by day and enjoy every time. Well, it seems like you're doing a great job now. Anyway, hey, thanks. You had anything else? I'm, I'm... No, I just want to say thanks from uh, as a fan, and um, so cool for you to come on our show. But as a fan, we look forward to your next fight, and thanks for doing what you did this week. Um, and I can't wait till you come out again and teach another class. That's so fun yeah. when you come out. And, uh, I learned so much from you. So when you come out and teach our class, he's going to big league us now. He's going to big league us now. He's going to be like, <laughs> I'm look, no, I, that's why I'm saying right now, I'm looking forward to next time you're out here <laughs> like, in California. We're going to get in our pockets the next one. He's like, he's going to charge an exuberant <laughs> amount of money for teaching my class. Don't big league us, brother. That's, isn't that one of the guys that's never a big leaguer? I mean, there's some guys that are so much below Glover in stature and everything, and they're like big leaguers already. It's like, and Glover's like, he'll never, he's blue collar all the way, all the way. Mm -hmm. 
Anyway, uh, all right, bro. Thanks for coming. Love you. Anything you want to say to anybody or because our seven uh, viewers will get it. No, thank you, guys. You know, uh, thanks to be here and uh, let's get ready for the next one. Can't yeah. wait, man. Can't wait. Thank you, Glover. All right. All, all right. right. Let me see how to turn this off and I boom. <laughs>